up into Isaiah chapter 9. Isaiah chapter 9, as we're going to get into the message this morning. I, I was thinking about the message today, and I, I want to title this message, This Christmas Season. This Christmas Season. Isaiah chapter 9, starting with verse number 1 of Isaiah chapter 9. We will have scriptures on the screen behind us, but Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 1 says, Nevertheless, somebody say nevertheless. The dimness should not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nations and not increased the joy. They joy before thee according to the joy in harvest. And as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every battle of the warrior is with confused noise, and garments rolled in blood. But this should be with burning and fuel on fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government should be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even for ever. For the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name for your word, we thank you for the message this morning. I ask you now, O oh Father God, that you will speak not with man's wisdom or intelligence or planning or preparation, but that, Father God, you will speak to each heart under the inspiration and power and demonstration of your spirit. We ask this now in Jesus' name, and everyone say amen and amen. I'm going to ask the sound man, if he will, to uh, turn down my microphone just slightly, please, as I'm getting some feedback here in the monitors behind me. But I want to title this message, This Christmas Season. And I title that this way because I believe, as many of us have already experienced, uh, even just from a few days past with Thanksgiving, that this season seems to be a little different than normal. This season doesn't maybe even have the same feeling as 
seasons past. It just feels different. It feels off. I don't know about you, but to me it feels off. Like, like I'm not quite really yet even in the Christmas spirit yet because uh, it just feels different to me. It feels off. There's something maybe not quite the same as it has always been before. Is there anybody else that feels that way or is that just me? And I mean, obviously, there's lots of things that are uh, uh, genuine and are legitimate as to why it is different. I'm not saying anything negative about why it's different. It's just different. It just feels off. And so this season, in, in the midst of all the other things that are going on, I almost find myself at times forcing myself into this Christmas season. The other day, I, I, I went in the car and I did not want to listen to Christmas songs, but my, my wife had already turned on the radio station to the Christmas radio station for all the Christmas songs, and I, I, I wasn't in the mood. I just... I didn't feel it. I said, there's no snow. This, this doesn't feel right to me. I, just, I didn't want to listen to Christmas songs quite yet. But yet, it's after Thanksgiving, and you know how it goes. After Thanksgiving, you got to start listening to Christmas songs. And so I forced myself to keep that radio station on and to listen to Christmas songs to hopefully get myself into some kind of Christmas Spirit. I wish I could tell you that it worked that day. It kind of didn't. But nonetheless, trying to get into this new season, this Christmas season, despite all of its challenges, struggles, issues, pains, political troubles, uh, life troubles, uh, church issues, despite all those things, yet, this season is still upon us. It's still Christmas time. And so I've come to the place, or maybe some of you are today, but how can I get into the Christmas spirit? How can I get into this Christmas season and worship God despite everything else around? And I love what it says in Isaiah chapter 9 because he begins by saying, nevertheless. Somebody say, nevertheless. You see what that word means is it means despite all the things that have happened before, despite all the things that are going on now, nevertheless. I want to tell you, saints, that we serve a God who is in nevertheless kind of a business. He's the kind of God who says, nevertheless, despite what's going on around you, nevertheless, despite what you believe or what you fear, nevertheless, despite your ideas or opinions on the matter, I'm still God and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to perform my word. I'm going to perform my prophetic promise. I'm going to be about helping you and blessing you and doing what I am going to do despite everything around you. Nevertheless. 
And I love that the, the, the prophet Isaiah, when he's speaking the word of God, he's speaking for God into the word, and he's saying, nevertheless, the dimness shall not be. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to give God some praise. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be. In other words, what does that mean? When things begin to go dim. Come on, does anybody know about turning dimmers on and a light switch? And also you begin to turn that little knob and the lights begin to go dimmer and dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. And sometimes in the world that we're living in, we can feel like the lights are starting to go out. One of the things I don't like about this, uh, the, the Christmas season, and this is just the truth, I don't like this about Christmas, is that it gets darker out too early for me. Come on, somebody. It gets dark out way too early. The other day, I was finally done at work, and I went, I, I went to go get my, my computer up, and was about ready to leave the office. And right when I did, I turned out, looked outside the window, and there was already black outside. I said, Lord Jesus, make it summertime again, because I, I don't want to be driving in this darkness, especially right now with all the deer just popping out wherever they want to. Lord Jesus, help me on my drive home today. Come on, somebody. I don't like that it's getting dark out too early. But you know what God said? Nevertheless, that dimness shall not be. I came by to let you know, although the world may seemingly be getting dimmer and dimmer, although the seasons may be getting dimmer and dimmer, although it might seem to no longer be as fun as it used to be or as great as it used to be, Christmases are no longer focused on Jesus like they used to be. They'll say Xmas now instead of Christmas. They'll say Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas. But I came by, even though the world may be getting dimmer, God says nevertheless, even though the holidays might seem a little bit less like it used to be, God says nevertheless, even though this holiday season, all the struggles and pains and conflicts of the politics and the world around us seem to be overburdening upon us, yet God says nevertheless, this dimness shall not be somebody give God praise in this house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what I love? You know why? Even though I, I don't like about Christmas that it gets dark out too early, here's what I love about Christmas. Are you ready? It's that when it gets dark out too early, everybody turns the lights on. Come on. Even though when, they, when this starts to get dark out too early, that's when everybody seems to get their lights out. That's when everybody seems to want to decorate the house and get the lights turned down. Because everybody wants the light. Can I say it again? Everybody wants the light. I'm going to talk to you atheists watching me. Everybody wants the light. I'm going to talk to you agnostics watching me. Everyone wants the light. That's why, despite Christmas maybe being a Christian holiday, even the atheists will celebrate Christmas and put lights on their tree. Even the agnostics will celebrate and put lights on their front lawn. Why? Because everybody wants the light. But I came to let you know there's a light that's far greater than any light that's plugged into an electrical socket. There's a light that is far greater than any kind of light that goes on a tree or that shines around the house. That light is the light of man. That light is the light of man that comes from God through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is the light that comes from heaven and came down to earth. That light was the light of man. And the Bible says in John that when the light shines, 
strength, darkness comprehends it not. Because when light shines, darkness has to go. Darkness can never occupy the same exact space as light can. Never. I don't care how dark it is out, how black it is, how late in the evening it might be, darkness can never, ever occupy the same space as light. And I came by to let you know, God is saying in this Christmas season, nevertheless, the dimness shall not be. I have a light shining in you that's going to cause everybody to want to change their way. Come on, I'm talking to somebody here this morning. I'm saying that God has a light inside of you that he's saying right now in this Christmas season, it's time to let the light of Christ shine through you. It's time to let the light of Christ shine through you. You know what I've become so amazed at? We have in our back Christmas uh, 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 display uh, uh, one of those uh, deer or reindeer or whatever you want to call it that has all the uh, lights and the lights the way that they make the reindeer or the deer as a Christmas display as a, a decorating display <clears throat> they put lights to form the outline of the shape of the deer so that way when it's all dark and all black and all you see are those lights <clears throat> the lights make the outline and the shape of the deer. So what you look at, what you see, it, it looks like a deer, lit up. Because the lights form the outline. The lights form what you see. Come on. I don't think y'all just caught what I'm about to say. The lights form what you see. The lights form what you see. So when somebody, it doesn't matter how far away they look, they could be miles away, yet if they see the light, they can make out what that looks like by the lights and how the lights form the shape. I want to tell you, saints, today that Jesus Christ is the light of life. He is the light within you. And when man comes looking at you, they don't see you. They don't see your outward physical appearance. Because see, in the midst of darkness, when all the flesh is, is in the dark, that comes uh, invisible to the physical eyes. But what they do see is the light within. Come on, somebody. What they see is what the light creates. What they see. So I came by to let you know, even though you say, but pastor, I have my flaws. I have my failures. I have my disappointments. I have my troubles. I have my issues. I don't know if I'm a great witness because all these things about my own life. But I came by to let you know those things in the flesh are in the dark. But Jesus Christ, the light within you, shines forth. And when people see you, they don't see the flesh. They see the light of Christ shining through you. This is the season to let the light of Christ shine. Hallelujah. 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 This word, he says, the people who have walked in darkness, they have seen a great light. And they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them the light has shined. I came by to let you know, church, 
Oh, come on. I'm, I want to prophesy over somebody's life right now. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. I'm getting ready to prophesy over your life right now. And I'm going to say this to every one of you watching and listening and sitting right here. You are a great light. Come on. I want to say that again. You are a great light. Oh, but pastor, I just messed up. This past week, I, I did some things I should not have done. I said some things I should not have said. I, I, I thought some things that I should not have thought. Pastor, I kind of messed up. I kind of flailed. I kind of, I, I kind of, you know, kind of didn't do things that I knew I should have done. But I came by to say to you once again, you are a great light because God within you does not mess up. God within you does not fail. The light of God within you does not grow dim, nor does it grow weary. I came by to let you know, even though you may have messed up in the flesh, the light within you is still a great light that all can see. Come on, I'm getting ready to preach to somebody. Don't let the devil talk into your ear and say to you, but you have failed, you have messed up. You have screwed up. You are a failure. How can you call yourself a witness? How can you call yourself a light? How can you call yourself a, uh, somebody who believes in Jesus? But I came by to tell you once again the devil is a liar and the light within you is holy and pure. The light within you is stronger than the darkness. You are a great light. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because great is he who is within you. In fact, greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Thou hast multiplied the nation and the joy. They joy according to the joy in harvest as men rejoice. I want to say to you in this Christmas season... Not only do we have the Christmas light, but this Christmas season, we have the Christmas joy. Come on, I want to say to you again, this Christmas season, you have Christmas joy. <laughs> Christmas joy. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I, I, I look at this nativity scene and I see... The, 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 the little stable, and I see a manger, and I see a little figurine of Jesus inside the manger, and I see Joseph and Mary, and I see the figurines that represent the time and the, and the space that when Jesus was born. But you know what, saints, can I remind you today that when this was all happening over 2,000 years ago, when this was all taking place, that was not a season of joy. It was a season of political turmoil. Come on, am I talking to somebody? It was a season of slavery. It was a season of darkness. But yet, when this took place, in a dark sky over some fields, the shepherds were keeping watch of the sheep by night. An angel showed up, and the angel said unto them, Behold, I bring you good tidings of great 
joy. I bring you good tidings of great joy. In other words, the angel broke through the black sky. He broke through the season of depression. He broke through the season of, dis of troubles and, dis and, and disillusionment. He broke through the season of all chaos and calamity. And he broke through with news of great joy. He said to those shepherds, I'm giving you great joy. I want to say to you today and right now in this Christmas season, God is saying over you, I'm giving you great joy. It's time to rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice. It's time to rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say rejoice because God is pouring out over you great joy. Zephaniah chapter 3 says that he joys over you. Come on. I said he joys over you. I'm not here to preach no fancy magic. I'm not here to preach no Christmas magic. Let me just say I am a hallmark guy. I like watching the Hallmark movies. And all the Christmas ones you oftentimes see what I call the Christmas magic. The Christmas magic. And all of a sudden you, you see the Aurora Borealis and it just changes the whole the whole movie. Girl through ladies who were cold and ruthless all of a sudden melt when they see the Aurora Borealis. Come on now. It's like Christmas magic just took place. <clears throat> some, little, some little magic fairy dust just fell upon them and all of a sudden they changed the whole uh, 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 you know, character. Well, I'm not here to preach no Christmas magic, but I do know this, that something does happen in the Christmas season. When we begin to focus on Jesus Christ, when you begin to focus on the reality that God came in flesh, he is Emmanuel, God with us. That all of a sudden, in the midst of the bleakness and the darkness of society, there came a great light. In the midst of all the bleakness and darkness of everything going on in the world around you, all of a sudden, God in flesh appeared. And God in flesh said, I give unto you great joy. I'm giving to you great joy. I love it when Jesus stepped upon the stormy seas and the first thing he said unto them was, be ye not afraid. When he stepped out on the storms of, those, of that sea and when they all were shouting for fear, he said, be not afraid. Be ye not afraid, but be ye of good cheer, for I have overcome. Be ye of good cheer, for it is I. I am here. I am here, saith the Lord. I came by to let this church know today that Jesus Christ is still 
here through the presence of his Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ is still here and he is still joying over the church, joying over his people. And this Christmas season, I believe and I'm prophesying over you that there's going to come a greater sense of joy in your life despite all that's going on around you, despite all the politics, despite all the darkness, because God is saying right here, right now, nevertheless, receive ye my joy. Come on, church. Receive my joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Christmas joy. And then, look at verse 4. For thou hast broken the yoke of his burden and the rod of the oppressor. Oh, I want to tell you, church, today that God in this season, this Christmas season, can I just prophesy over somebody in this house this morning? There's coming a greater Christmas blessing than you've ever experienced before. I'm talking about a Christmas blessing where the yoke is about to be taken off of you. I'm talking about a Christmas blessing where all those troubles in your mind are about to ushandalapapa. I just feel like I, 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 I looked at you, sis, and then I turned my eyes. I wasn't going to say this, but I, the Holy Spirit is saying I have to say this right now. Hallelujah. He's saying right now that the yoke of the fear of that disease is going to be lifted and you are going to walk in a sense of assurance and you are going to walk in a sense of greater joy and you are going to no longer fear the cancer, no longer fear the sickness because I am going to bless you with a sense of assurance of your healing and a sense of the assurance of your total wholeness in the Lord, saith God. Oh, I'm saying it right now. There's a blessing coming over your life. There's a blessing coming over you this season. There's a blessing coming upon you. Come on, church, begin to worship him in this house. Begin to worship him in this house. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's blessing, he's blessing, he's blessing. He's blessing, he's blessing. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. There's Christmas light, Christmas joy, Christmas blessing, and then there's the Christmas gift. For unto us a son is born, unto us a child is given. Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ came? in the form of a little baby. Aren't you glad that Jesus Christ came as Emmanuel, God, with us, and he came to save you and I from our sins. He came to give you and I hope and a peace. He came in the midst of it all to bless you, to bless us, but even more than that, to give us the gift of himself. He gave you and I the gift 
of himself. Some of you may catch me this. I said he came to give you the gift of himself. One year for Christmas, I was working in an office and they decided to do one of those white elephant things. Some of you know what I'm talking about. It's like a little party. You're supposed to like, you know, have a gift and you like pass things around. And um, as you can tell, I'm not a very big, you know, person that likes to do those kinds of things. It's not really my style, but uh, they had this thing and, you know, I was in an office <coughs> filled with a lot of ladies and so they all kind of, you know, they, they were all super excited about it and I just, whatever. And kind of, you know, sat down and they all wanted to go through this white elephant thing. And so we were passing along the gifts and, and, and when did you know, Brother Floyd, I, I got stuck with the gift that was a fruit basket. I'm sure some, I'm sure whoever, you know, came up with that idea, I thought it was a really great idea, but, you know, they gave me a fruit basket. But I was very, 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 very glad when I opened it up and I saw there was a basket and then I opened up the little napkins in the basket to open to see what was in the basket. I was hoping for like, you know, blueberry muffins or something, but you know, instead I opened it up and there was fruit, but you know, opened it up and there was fruit. But nonetheless, Brother Floyd, I, I'm very, very glad when I opened it up and it was supposed to be a fruit basket that I didn't see snakes in the basket. Come on, somebody. I'm very glad when I opened it up, I didn't see a whole bunch of, you know, rotten, dead tomatoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that when they told me it was a fruit basket, I opened it up and I actually saw fruit. Come on. Well, you know what? When Jesus gave himself to me, I'm so glad that when I received Jesus as the gift of my salvation, when I received Jesus, I didn't get a whole bunch of sin. I didn't get a whole bunch of rottenness, a whole bunch of evil, a whole bunch of wickedness. No, no. When I received Jesus as my gift, and he gave himself to me. Here's what I received. I received, hallelujah, a wonderful counselor. I'm glad I, I received the wonderful. When he gave me his self, when he gave me the gift of his son, Jesus Christ, I received Jesus as the wonderful counselor, the one that I could always turn to, no matter what's going on in my life, the one that I could always run to, to be my refuge and my strong tower, the one that I could always seek out in order to become the, 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 the savior of my soul and my redeemer. Come on, somebody. I praise God. I received a wonderful, not a bad counselor, 
I received a wonderful counselor, not a counselor that only wants to give drugs in order to make you feel better, but a wonderful counselor who says, I give healing to get you better. Hallelujah. I praise God. I have a wonderful counselor who listens to me when I praise and who hears my every call. I praise God. I have a wonderful counselor. Hallelujah. Not only is he a wonderful counselor, but hallelujah, I praise God that he is the mighty God. Hallelujah. When I received the gift of Jesus Christ, I didn't receive a weakling. Come on, somebody. But you see, I praise God that the gift of God inside of me is the mighty one. He is the almighty. See, that's how come I can, I, I can quote that scripture that says, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. That's why I can quote Philippians 4.13. Yes, I can do all things through Christ who gives me. I didn't say I can't do some things. I didn't say I can't do a few things. I didn't say I can you know, maybe, hopefully, you know, be, be, be about, you know, some, some, some gifts or talents that I might have. No, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Why? Because he is the mighty God. I praise God that I received, when I received the gift of salvation, I received him as the everlasting father. I received him as the everlasting father. Because when Jesus went to the grave, the grave wasn't his end. Some of y'all didn't catch what I just said. I said when Jesus went to the grave, the grave was not his end. Let me say that again so some of y'all can catch this. When Jesus went to the grave, the grave was not his end. When Jesus went to the tomb, the stone was not his finality. When Jesus went into the earth, the earth did not swallow him up in victory. I praise God that when Jesus died, his death was not his finality. That Jesus Christ had more to do. He had more yet to come. And Jesus Christ is even right now, though he was dead, yet does he live. Though he was yet slain, yet still he is alive. And he is today at the right hand of the throne of the Father, interceding for you and for me. My God is not dead. He is alive. My God is not done. He's still moving. My God is not finished. He's still working. My God is the everlasting Father from the ages past to the ages forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the lion. Oh, somebody needs a hallelujah. He is the everlasting one. They call him the ancient of days. He is ancient, but yet he is still ever so fresh. And what you need today, he is still the father who can do it. Hallelujah. Not only is he the everlasting father, but oh, I praise God that he is the prince of peace. 
He's the Prince of Peace. He's the ruler of all peace. He's the one who releases peace. See, that's why the Bible says, I will keep him whose mind is stayed on me in perfect peace. When you stay on the Lord, he is able to keep your mind in perfect peace. I came to that reality once again, even just this past week. <clears throat> when my wife and I were discussing Christmas and how we're going to pay for it all, not so much. You know, the kids put down on their Christmas list. Sometimes you may not want to ask them what they want on their Christmas list because <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One child wrote down that she wanted a, a big fish tank the size of the whole wall in the living room so that she can put a pet shark in there. I said, yeah, that's, uh, I don't want to dash your Christmas dreams right now, but I'm just letting you know that's, uh, <laughs> that one's not coming to reality for you. There are some things, that's, let me just say that there are some things that you and I may want that even God himself is looking at you laughing and saying, yeah, yeah you ain't going to get that. Come on now. I believe, I believe sometimes God just laughs at us. He's going to be laughing at you. And he just laughs and says, yeah, yeah, you don't really want that. <laughs> and you ain't going to get it either. <sighs> but, you know. He gives you perfect peace, though. He's the Prince of Peace. But I was looking at those Christmases, I said to my wife, how are we ever going to do all this? How are we ever going to pay for it all? And almost as soon as those words came over my mouth, and my wife just gave me that look, as wives are very good at doing, she just gave me that look, and immediately I said, you know what, it'll be okay, sweetie. Because somehow, God will provide. And even if he does not, that's all right. It'll be whatever it'll be. Because this Christmas season, I'm not going to try to force Christmas to be something that it's not supposed to be. I'm not going to try to force the gifts to be that which it was not meant to be. This year may be a little bit different than normal, but this is still the year where Jesus is still in charge. Just because this year may look different, just because this season may feel different, just because it may not be the same as it was last year, don't ever let the devil speak into you and say that, that this year is going to be a failure of a year. This season is going to be a failure of a season. You ain't going to be able to give Christmas like you used to. You ain't going to be able to do Christmas like you used to. I came by to let you know as long as as God still sits on the throne, as long as God is still in charge, you can trust in him and depend on him and you can lean on his everlasting arm and know that he's going to give you peace in the midst of the storm. He's going to give you peace in the midst of your trial. He's going to give you peace in the midst of your nothingness and your vanities and your emptiness because God is the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. 
not only is he the greatest Christmas gift, but it says in Isaiah chapter 9, he says, and the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. For the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Let me say that again. Of the increase of his government, I came by to let you know today, his government is not the same as our government. Let me, let me say that again so y'all catch this. His government is not the same as our government. While we may be having a whole lot of confusion as to what's going on in our own government, there is no confusion in the kingdom of God. There is no confusion in God's kingdom. Because the Bible says that his kingdom is not meat and drink, but it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I praise God that I'm not living and abiding in a government made with human hands, but I am serving and I am a servant of the kingdom of God of which there is no end. I serve a kingdom which will never fail. I serve a kingdom which will never die. Kings and queens make come and go. Presidents may have their terms and finish up and be gone. The, the Congress may be come and go, but I came by to let you know that my kingdom shall never die. His kingdom shall never die. I belong to a kingdom that has no end. I belong to a kingdom that is greater than the kingdom of this world. I belong to a kingdom. I serve a kingdom. I am one of the kingdom that the devil cannot destroy. That's why the Bible says that I will even put my feet up on the gates of hell. Why? Because the church, the kingdom of God is over all the gates of this world. Hallelujah. Somebody give God some praise in this house. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. This Christmas season I hear a lot of folks say it's time to just put the 2020 in the bag and move on. 2021. This year has been so bad. It's just, let's just hope that we can end this one up and hopefully get to the next one. While I understand their idea when they say that, I just want to say to this church this morning, I'm not ready yet to give up on 2020. Want to know why? Because of this Christmas. This Christmas. See, it's often when things are at their very worst that that's when we can really see God at his very best. <laughs> oh, come on, son. It's when things get to look so deep, bleak, and dim that that's when you can see the light in his greatness. And I'm not ready yet to put a seal on this year, to put a period on 2020, because this Christmas, this Christmas, <clears throat> I'm going to have a joy greater than all the joys I've ever had. This Christmas, I'm going to have blessing far greater 
than are the years of greenness. This Christmas. Come on, somebody. Am I, am I stirring up your spirit this morning? Am I giving you some hope this morning? This Christmas is going to be your best one yet. I'm going to prophesy over your life right now. Come on, somebody. Receive this. This Christmas is going to be your best one yet. Will you just right now, come on, lift up your hands and receive that right now. This Christmas is going to be your best one yet. Receive it with all joy. Receive it with all meekness. This Christmas is going to be your best one yet. Hallelujah. Stand with me if you will. Give me some music as I close. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Of the increase of his government, there should be no end. For the Lord shall perform this. For the Lord of hosts shall perform this. be without your families this Christmas season. But I want to say to you right now, the Lord is the keeper. 